0: Matt, that means we're ready. If you are ready, I'm ready to rock. I'm ready. Let's do it. There's that elevator music. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's another episode of your favorite podcast coming at you from 2020. Not for very long. It's episode 85 of the Nebraska Beer 30 podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I have a very special guest with me today. Before we get to it, I've got a couple announcements, a couple things to tell you. First off, um, stick around after the podcast. Um, I have an announcement to make. A member of my family... Um, A member of this podcast family, someone who's very close to the pod. He's he's been on the podcast before. He and his family, my family, just experienced a little bit, uh, not a little bit, geez, just experienced some loss. Um, At the end of this podcast, I'll kind of describe what's going on and and how you can help the family. But this podcast is brought to you by patreon.com slash nebeer30. Our patrons there are keeping this show going, baby. If you'd like to support the show that way, for only four dollars a month, four bucks, that's it, baby, a dollar an episode. You get extra time with myself and each guests, and each guest. Make sure you're pronouncing everything, Grady.
1: Ain't nobody got time for that.
0: So, uh, after every podcast, we go for an extra fifteen minutes. If you sign on to Patreon, you get that extra time, and of course, we uh, thank you, patrons on Patreon. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on YouTube and your podcast app, baby. That would mean a lot to us. Call the hotline at 402-370-9900. Leave yourself a voicemail. You'll be featured on the podcast. Tell me what the greatest Christmas movie of all time is. I want to hear it from you. I'm going to tell you what mine is, and we're going to find out what Matt's is later in the pod. As always, follow us on the social medias with... N-E-Beer30, at N-E-Beer30. That's the letters N-E, the word beer, and the numbers three, zero. Matt, after all that, I can finally introduce you. Are you ready?
1: (laughs) I'm ready. You're very enthusiastic. I'm I'm pumped about it.
0: (laughs) Good, man. Well, I'm, uh, I'm excited you're here, dude. This is actually a long time coming. It really is. Ladies and gentlemen, I have with me today the owner of the Happy Raven Craft Beer Bar here in Lincoln. It has been named the greatest craft beer bar in Nebraska by craftbeer.com for three years straight. I think it might be four coming, Matt. Do you feel Uh, it? Well,
1: we were open, and then uh, uh, Poor Craft Beer and Spirits won it last year. And then this year, it should be be coming up soon, but I haven't heard anything about it.
0: That's right. I forgot that Poor had won.
1: (laughs) That's right. I love those guys. Uh, Josh Dude. and Tim do a fantastic job. So I'm glad it's in Lincoln right now. So hopefully it stays in Lincoln.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I hope so too. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Matt Myers. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Thank Matt. you for
1: having me. I've uh, listened to the podcast for a little while, a lot of the episodes. So so yeah. pretty Dude. excited for it.
0: Thank you for listening. That's awesome. That's I, I appreciate the support. And- so you at least
1: have one listener.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you earned yourself a a, a drum hit there, Matt. Yes, if you're my only listener, man, that's all I need in my life. It really is. I just need a cold beer and for Matt Myers to listen to me. (laughs) Well, Matt, before we get into talking about the Happy Raven and some other things, let's find out what you're drinking. What are you drinking? What are you drinking?
1: What do we have here? Tell us. Tell us. What are you drinking there?
0: I love that new sound. That new sound clip. <laughs> what, what do you What do you have in your glass there, Matt?
1: Uh, it is McKellar. Uh, gosh, what's it called? Beer Geek Peanut Butter Shake. I believe it's a new uh, variant off their. Uh, they do a Beer Geek Stout every year, um, which is a coffee stout, beer geek breakfast, and I think they have a bunch of different variants. But this is, I guess, new from them. It's a peanut butter version, so that's, that's what I'm cool. drinking.
0: Nice, I do love their their stout variants. Um, they you always love seem. To... Them in general, don't you? <laughs> I do, man. As as the listeners know, I'm a I'm a big fan of my malts. I love a malty beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking. This is the season for multi beers. Yes. Um, big multi beers, uh, seasonally flavored beers. There's a lot of winter warmers out. I've got one here. I'm going to drink on a little later a winter warmer, but the beer I'm going to crack open first. Comes all the way from Germany, Matt. This mm-hmm. is Polliner's Hefeweizen.
1: Polliner's um, does a fantastic job. I love that oh, beer,
0: dude. They do. I I love everything they do. Their Oktoberfest yeah. is stellar. Yes, um, yes. You you were telling me you have um, you really dig their their Radler.
1: Yes, I, I believe. I don't know if it's new, but it just at least got distributed to the states, uh, or at least around here. I think this summer or the spring. And we, <clears throat> uh, it was only distributed in package this year, at least. And we couldn't keep it in in stock. We we mm-hmm. ran through it, and, and mostly it was our my bartenders drinking. Because <laughs> <drinking. laughs> it? It it, it's it's a fantastic beer. Um, I believe it's a grapefruit redler. Um, so yeah, I would once it gets a little warmer, I would certainly uh, recommend it.
0: Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. It's. And it's you know, because it's from Germany and it's a Rattler, it just tastes that much more pure. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yep, yep. It's it's coming from the motherland where Radler first exactly. began. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Um but this is Pollinger's Hefeweizen. Um I I really enjoy this beer. I last week I stopped up at Monolithic, of course. That's who the feature was last. Yes, week. I
1: saw it. I didn't get to listen um to it, but I, I'm I'm I know him fairly well so hopefully hopefully they'll do some good things.
0: Yeah, they I, I tell you what, Matt, they they are off to a great start. I mentioned in the podcast that a lot of breweries when they first start out, you know, they have a little bit of trouble the the brewers getting used to the system. Um but Monolithic doesn't seem to have that problem. Everything I tried, I didn't there was no there were no off flavors. Everything tasted as it should. Um but I they have a half up there, so I tried the half and I really enjoyed it. Uh, and it made me want to grab <clears throat> Polliner's half of Eisen. Uh, mm. so here it is right here, baby. Nice, nice, yeah, buddy. Matt, what is the happy raven in your own words? Let's hear it.
1: <laughs> uh, it's a bar that people go and drink at. <laughs> um, Give me a hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, we've been open for like five years, uh, primarily a craft beer bar. Uh, so we have 18 taps and uh, I guess now we're up to, I don't know, 150, 200 different bottles and um, cans. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, just a lot of rotating beer um, and then mm-hmm. uh, some mixed drinks, liquor, that sort of thing, but mainly, mainly craft beer.
0: And right now, mostly off sale. Correct with the, with the new restrictions. Yeah,
1: yep. Right now, we're doing uh, only off sale um, for the time being until until it gets uh, all sorted out again. But uh, yeah. yeah, just just basically trying
0: to survive until uh,
1: everyone gets their vaccine, and then
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, if if they put a vaccine into different craft beers, you know, like some of the mainstays there would be so many people in the U S vaccinated already yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. with all the, with all the lockdowns, you know, everyone's doing a lot more drinking, at least, at least I am, Matt. I don't know about yeah. you.
1: Yeah. Everyone <laughs> seems to be doing a lot more drinking. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately they can't do it at, at the bar, but uh, yeah, but Matt, that'll, we're... that'll come soon enough. I'm at least uh, optimistic now that there seems to be somewhat of an end in sight here at some point. So,
0: yeah, I. There is an end in sight, Matt, and it'll be here before we know it. I, I know it. And um, yeah, that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> it, it will. It really will. And, and then we're gonna look back. 2020 is gonna feel like, you know, it's gonna be a whisper in the wind.
1: Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep I, yep. I believe it. I was telling you. I was like, gosh, if we if these small businesses can get through this, like they can get through anything at this point.
0: Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. Yep. You, you find out what you need and don't need in times like these. You're you know? right. You're exactly right. Yeah, yep. Exactly. Well, Matt, I love the atmosphere at the Happy Raven. How, how would you describe how your bar is set up and, and the feel of the Raven?
1: Uh, yeah, I think that's the two biggest things for us is atmosphere and beer selection. Um, atmosphere, I don't know. I sort of just wanted to make it place that like I would like to go to so I don't know not very loud music sort of people you know being able to talk to each other without screaming. It uh, is very chill um, relaxed atmosphere pretty much is how we're not a lot of not a lot of TVs not a lot of live music or loud music not a lot of anything loud just very nice and chill and conversation um, is is the majority of it um, which I love people get to meet each other people become friends at the bar. Uh, I know so many of our regulars have met through through coming to the Raven. So uh, it's a nice little community, and that's sort of sort of I think uh, what I love about the bar.
0: It, it's it's a great community, and <clears throat> I can't tell you how many people, how many random people, I've started conversations with at the Happy Raven. Mm-hmm. You know, because you you're sitting at the bar or sitting at a table, and you you order a beer, and then all of a sudden the guy two seats down from you says, "Oh, hey, you tried that one. You know, I like that one. You know, it tasted like this, this, and this." And all of a sudden, you both know each other's grandmas. You know, it's yep. like <laughs> it's it happens so so quick.
1: Yep, yep. I always told the bartenders, especially when we first started, I was because they're you know I'm like you. You need to talk to the people at the bar. They 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 want to interact a lot. Of, we get a lot of people that come and by themselves. That sort of thing. And you know a lot of the question is like, what should we talk about? I'm like they're at a craft beer bar. Talk about beer, and you know mm. from like everyone has that in common or they're probably not not gonna be here. so uh that's it's always a good conversation starter and then from there, it just goes goes everywhere
0: <laughs> exactly. yeah, it really does. You know, <clears throat> you mentioned people coming in, matt and and the one common is craft beer. but I know every once in a while, Somebody comes in and they're looking for just like a, a light beer, a Miller Light, a Bud Light, Bush Light. What what do you what do you tell those people? What what do you suggest to those people?
1: Um, generally like light local beer, like Ziplane Kolsch, that sort of yep. thing, um, and Pilsners, that sort of thing. We always have uh, we always have a, a few light beers that are on draft and in bottles and can all the time. Um, that way, like oh, you know, you generally like this. Try a sample of this, or it might be I don't drink beer; I drink wine, and then we can maybe get them into the sours or something fruity or something like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, not that we don't have have, I mean, we have wine and all that that are obviously options as well. But we're always trying to push different beers, and generally, if you have if you have bartenders that are knowledgeable enough, if if you recommend what you normally drink, it can be coffee, it can be anything non-alcoholic we can we can probably point you in the right direction um the only time that's a little bit of an issue is like during game days where people are oh, i just drink my bush light and nothing else and that's <laughs> that's a little challenging but other than that we don't really have have
0: many issues with
1: it uh, at all
0: do do people ever walk out when they don't hear you have the I, domestic light beers
1: Maybe once or twice. I remember one guy specifically like re refused, like I gave him like three different samples, put three different samples in front of him of like light Pilsners or whatnot, and he just refused to drink it because he was with his buddies and I guess he didn't want to look like a some nerd drinking craft beer or whatever. <laughs> he was left. But no, it doesn't happen too often. Actually it's generally the opposite is well give them something and go, oh i don't really like beer i don't really like this but but i really enjoyed this one so i think that's uh that's the biggest thing for us and for the industry in general especially nebraska is if we can get them oh they, we've, they found one beer that they like now they'll try something else when they go to somewhere else and it's helping everyone if you're more uh, uh you know you can point them in the right direction versus just just talking down to them and being like, well, we drink this and you, you should, but whatever. Yeah. I I think it's much easier when you can help people out.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Make, make suggestions instead of, you know, I I think a lot of craft beer bars run into the problem where they, people come in and they're automatically on edge because they're in a place that doesn't have the beer they drink. So they're a little nervous about what to order and how to, how to order really. Mm -hmm. When it comes to glass sizes, you know, yep. um, so you really have to—you've got to be friendly with them. You mm-hmm. know, you you have to be, like you said, suggestive, and hey, you know, we can try this, this, this. You don't like this, we'll we'll move on to this. Um, yep. What blows my
1: the people we want in in, in there because there oh, yeah. they can we can get more craft beer drinkers if we get them uh, involved and in, in, in liking it and. and to talk down to them or whatnot is because it's a very scary situation for them. It's intimidating. Mm-hmm. They they can normally walk into a bar and say two words and they get a drink. Now they have to decide, Oh, what beer, what glass size, what does it? It's very intimidating. So if you make it more comfortable for them, uh, that's the biggest thing.
0: It is. You know what, what blows my mind, Matt, is I've, I've run into these people before and actually my, my wife is one of them. The people that, that don't, That say they don't like craft beer or don't like beer in general, but you put a sour beer in front of them Mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, my gosh, this is delicious. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, and it's, you know, big craft beer nerds, they love their sours, right? Mm -hmm. So it kind of cracks me up that, you know, it cracks me up that people say, I don't like beer, but I love the beer that the nerds absolutely die for. You know,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely very interesting, but yeah, there's and there's enough variety and sours as well as like, mm-hmm. like someone that just says they don't like beer, um, you could generally find a beer for them.
0: Oh yeah, for sure,
1: Matt. Yeah.
0: Recently, I've been posting. Jeez, um, pardon me. I can't. I can't talk today, Matt. What's with me? <laughs> I've been drinking too much. I I guess so. This is my for no. This is my second beer of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a hell um, yeah. <laughs> so recently, I have been posting on social media asking people to call in and leave a voicemail about their opinion on the greatest Christmas movie of all mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Now, um, we got a voicemail from podcast listener. Uh, he's been on the podcast before. He has his own podcast, the Garage Talk podcast. It's a great podcast, by the way. I listen every week. Those guys are awesome. Uh, Tyler Warner called in and gave his two cents. Let's listen to what Mr. Warner has to say.
2: Hey, Grady, this is Tyler Warner here, you know, best friend of the show. I saw that you recently tweeted out a call for the best Christmas movie, uh, so that's why I'm phoning in. You know, I talked about this briefly on my podcast the other day, um, Garage Talk, we as humans have this innermost desire or, or this need to be agreed with. We want other people to believe what we believe so bad. And you know, in, in this situation, it's as if you had a different you know opinion on best Christmas movie than me, it would ruin all of my cherished childhood memories, and that's just ridiculous. Uh, but with that being said, hands down, the best Christmas movie ever made is Elf. You know, John Favreau is an amazing director. It has possibly the greatest comedic actor of our generation, Will Ferrell. And it has legends like James Caan and Peter Dinklage. You know, it's heartwarming, funny, and it fills your soul with the Christmas spirit. There's nothing else that comes close to that. You know, don't come at me with a Christmas story. Get the fuck out of here with that. In Home Alone, that's less of a Christmas movie than Die Hard. Uh, So this is a no-brainer. And if you think the greatest Christmas movie Ever is anything other than Elf, you're a complete moron who truly doesn't understand the reason for the season. Anywho, I hope you have a very Merry Christmas, and I'll talk to you later. Goodbye.
0: <laughs> very well said, Tyler. Very well said. So, he's on the Elf train, Matt. And mm-hmm. I have to say, I do love Elf. That's one of my go-to Christmas movies. That's that's one you have to watch every year. Mm-hmm. Now, I had mentioned last podcast I was going to wait to tell everybody what my favorite movie is, what I think the greatest Christmas movie is, and until um, I was going to hold off until the last episode of the month. But I'm going to tell you now because why would I hold off? My number one, my go-to, the greatest Christmas movie of all time, Matt Myers, is Jim Carrey's The Grinch. By far, it's perfect. It's Comical, it has comedy for both kids and adults. You know, it kind of has a, a, a good mix. It's whimsical. It has Christmas spirit, and Jim Carrey just knocks it out of the park as the Grinch. What is the greatest Christmas movie of all time for you, Matt?
1: <laughs> um, I'd have to say by far, Christmas Vacation with Chevy nice. Chase. Nice, as, as I watch it. Too many times, uh, yeah. I actually watch a bunch of different Christmas movies pretty much every year, but uh, yeah, The Cringe is pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never seen was the Christmas Story. Has anybody I've never seen that?
0: That's that's all right. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. You know what? Ain't nobody got time for that. A Christmas Story was good. It, it, it just a Christmas Story hasn't aged well by any means. You know, um, whenever I see. When, when it's near Christmas, that movie is always on TV mm-hmm. and I try to watch it, but it's just so that movie's so boring. It's so <laughs> boring, Matt. So don't even bother. Don't even bother. I,
1: I do have a few others though that I, that I wrote down that aren't great, but I could, could name them just in case people want to watch them. I think let's hear them. Um, what, is, okay. Uh, four Christmases with Vince Vaughn is pretty, these are all like fairly newer movies, it's pretty good. Okay. Um I'm sure you've probably never had. It. <laughs> Deck the halls with Danny DeVito is also very good. And then wait, uh, wait, 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 hold on. Is, it. The,
0: is the full title of the movie "Deck the Halls with Danny DeVito"? <laughs> no, it's "Deck
1: the Halls" Danny DeVito and uh, I know. I just, oh, God, I, the guy that I can't remember who else is in it.
0: I, I just imagine Danny DeVito on the end of a mop stick and. <laughs> Oh
1: man, that's pretty good. And then the last one is uh, Christmas with the Cranks with Tim Allen. It's pretty good as well. Those are all three that uh, I looked them up on Rotten Tomatoes, and they don't get very good scores. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I I personally enjoy. I, I I don't know. I'm a nerd. I watch uh, I probably watch like six or seven Christmas movies every year, and those are those are one of them.
0: That's awesome, dude! I'm gonna check those out just because yeah. you recommended them, Matt. I uh, they'll
1: probably yeah you'll probably hate them, but but uh, <laughs> they're, they're they're entertaining. Like they're not great movies, but like they're uh-huh. worth worth watching
0: in December. As long as they're entertaining, you yeah. know i I've got to watch. We have to watch Elf. We have yeah, to I watch. Elf, yeah. We have to watch Grinch over here, <clears throat> and then my my fam. I, I grew up watching. Patrick Stewart's Christmas Carol. Okay. You know the the old school movie. Yep. Yep. So we I've got to watch those 3. I have to watch those 3. But I want to hear if you're listening out there, I want to hear your rebuttal for a Christmas story. If <laughs> if that's if that's what you think the greatest Christmas movie is of all time, I want to hear why that is. And I think
1: we um, should also say why uh if any of those three movies that I named how bad they actually are if anyone was ever
0: seen them. I uh I am going to watch those Matt and I'll I'll shoot you a message and let you yeah, know yeah, what I, I I'll think of those. What do you
1: think? They're uh, they're, they're funny. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, um Matt Tyler mentioned it in his voicemail. You know, we we want people to agree with us to validate Mm -hmm. ourselves, you know, can you think of a, of a beer that you really enjoyed and, you know, you, you you spoke the world about it, you loved it, but other people didn't. Hmm. Is there any, is there, this is, you know, this is kind of, this is a very specific question.
1: Yeah, that's tough. Um, there's
0: gotta be one. Uh, I, I can I can give you one.
1: Yeah, you give me one.
0: Ma, uh, this year's masagave grapefruit goza, I thought it. was what's that? Go ahead. I I really really enjoyed that beer. Like I, I thought. Yeah. Well, thank you, Matt. Thank you. But I was. The I was.
1: Masagave is fantastic. The grapefruit is awful.
0: You are, you're not a, you're not a grapefruit fan.
1: I am a grapefruit fan. That grapefruit – so there's two different variants of that. There's just yep. the regular Masagabe and then there's the grapefruit Masagabe. I believe yep. so.
0: Yes. Yep. The regular
1: Masagabe is very good. It tastes like a margarita. The grapefruit I thought was just awful.
0: <laughs> really? Well, shit. So see, we're well, going to disagree on that. <laughs> well, now I don't feel validated, Matt. Um. Yeah, see – Well, no, but that that actually makes
1: your point, point real because everyone didn't like it but you.
0: Yeah. yeah. Now I I wish people would agree with me, you know, but <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I loved that beer, but everyone I, I gave it to or like spoke to about it, they thought ah but nah it's trash. <laughs>
1: yeah, but I is, lo- uh, I, I I'm trying it. to think. There's a Radler that's distributed by Johnson Brothers, who used to work for. Um, yep. I think it's called. Oh, gosh, I don't know. Two roads? It's out of California. Um, not two roads. There's a there's a two roads. It's a different. Bur- brewery. Um, I'm not gonna remember now. Something roads or something. And they all they do <laughs> is like radlers or fruited fruited beers. And yep. I love them. And the rest of my staff hates them. And they hate when I bring them in. But yeah, I just, <laughs> they're so good. But I don't remember. Uh, gosh, I'll have to look that up. I don't remember. You're putting me on the spot
0: so I can't... So can. <laughs> it, 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 it definitely was a, a tough question for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, well, Matt, uh, we're, we're sort of getting close to the end here, but I wanted I wanted to pick your brain about you have 18 taps at the Happy Raven, and you have hundreds and hundreds of beers to choose from to put on tap. How do you decide what goes on tap and what doesn't? <laughs>
1: I I get this question probably more than any question. Um, <laughs> I bet. For me, it's very easy and it's probably the wrong way to do it. I just pick what I like and I put it on tap. That's pretty much <laughs> what goes on. Um, that was especially true at the beginning. After five years of doing this, uh, I, I do pick things that like breweries that do well. Uh, Okay, they can you know Sierra Nevada came out with another beer. They're solid brewery, so if it's new, I'll I'll put whatever from them on because I trust them, um, stuff like that. But especially at the beginning, it was a lot of pretty much like what I like to drink. I figured other people would, and that did well for for. That's pretty much the answer. And then uh, you know nowadays I have more bartenders, so they'll say, oh, I really like this beer and that beer and this beer, so so that helps as well. But I I am fairly. I am extremely picky about what we put on, especially since we only have eighteen drafts. Because we got to be the best beers that are that are out there.
0: Uh, amen. And I like that you said, if it's you know you, you alluded to, if it's a new beer from a brewery I, I trust, yes. I normally go with it. Are there instances, Matt, where somebody brings you a beer from a brewery that you think is so-so? What what do you do in in those situations? Do you do you throw it on tap, or I, I'm sure I've done this to you by the way. No, <laughs> I did um, when I, I was selling you beer. Out. Um, I don't uh-huh. throw them
1: on tap generally. Mm-hmm. If it's local, I, I might be a little more lenient. Um, yep, to, because I, I like helping out local breweries because I, you know, small businesses in general, I like helping out, but um, exactly. Yeah, they'll. But I'll try it once or twice. And if I get burned a few times by a brewery, as in, like, I don't think this beer was great, um, I won't. I won't put it back on. Um, and there's some beers I think that would sell fairly well. That I, I guess I don't know. I don't think they're great beers, so I, I probably won't put them on as much. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, like I said, I try to be selective and unique in what we do because anyone can just put on the you know the same thing that everybody else puts on that doesn't really differentiate us from anyone else so i try to put on um as unique and best beers as possible um which is why i think you know 18 to 20 to some taps is a good number you can put you don't have to, you don't have to put a uh you know a bunch of bad beers on just to fill taps not that other places to do it but it'd be harder to do if you have 100 taps like you're gonna find a hundred good beers all the time,
0: that's hard to do. It is. And Matt, let's be honest. There are some places with more taps than you that do put on bad beer. Because they have to.
1: <laughs> if I if I had four hundred taps to fill, I'd I'd have to put on bad beer. Yeah.
0: As well. Yep, yep. But you don't put on bad beer. Well, I try not that's... to. I'm sure I do. But <laughs> <laughs> But like we said earlier, it, it all depends on, on who's drinking it, you know?
1: Yep, yep, the, exactly. It, someone might love something that, that that I don't particularly like, so,
0: yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, Matt, we are wrapping up, man. How quick did that go? Yeah, that was too quick. We should do this yep. three more times. Yes, we will. Dude, Matt, hell yeah, we will. You can guarantee that, man. I'd love to have people back on. Uh, See, and especially hosts, you.
1: I, I can host with this.
0: <laughs> oh, perfect, dude! I would love a co-host for a few episodes. That would be amazing. That'd be awesome. I, I'd love to have you on as I'm interviewing uh, another, you know, like a like a brewer or something like that. Sure. Because I would love to hear your questions from the from the perspective of a craft uh, bar owner. Sure. Hell yeah, man! Um, Matt, where can people find out? more about The Happy Raven
1: uh, Facebook page The Happy Raven um, Happy Raven b- Bar uh, on Twitter uh, gosh I guess that's, they can could, they could buy beers online at uh, the
0: TheHappyRavenLincoln.com so yeah beautiful Matt we're gonna keep going again hit up patreon.com slash nebeer30 to hear the rest of our conversation for only a dollar baby that's it Matt, thank you so much for being on the podcast, man. Cheers. I enjoyed it. I did too. Cheers, man. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have made it this far in the podcast, thank you for listening. I appreciate you listening to uh to what I have to say here um this uh this week has been really rough for my family has been really rough for someone very close to the podcast my cousin Nick Bohr and his family his wife Alicia his kids Huck and Mavis um This week, they they experienced a tremendous tremendous loss. Um, they lost one of their one of their children, Iggy, and uh, you know this um, this podcast. You know it's it it has a little bit of a reach, so I, I wanted to to put this out there. Um, in the description of this podcast, you'll find a link to. Iggy's Memorial Fund, and if you have some extra cash, anything helps. Um, anything helps. No amount of money will ever fill the hole that Iggy left, and um, so if you if you can, please use that link and and help Nick and the family out. I didn't. I didn't even know if I was going to do the podcast this week. Just because of of what happened, um, but I I want I will I want this podcast to be something that people can listen to and, and get away from things like this, you know. I want this podcast to be a, a something positive, um. So thank you for listening, but please. Please, please, please. If you can help the family out, use the link in the description. Um, and uh, we love you, Iggy. We love you with all our hearts, and we'll miss you um, more than more than anything. Uh, thank you for listening guys.